Welcome to Free Reads, the podcast that can't decide what it wants to be when it grows up. We are now into week five of the greatest hits from the On the Net series, my column that runs every other month in Asimov's science fiction magazine. Who knew that there were so many literary gems hidden on my hard drive? This is the point in the introduction where I promise to get back to fiction after the first of the year. The plan is to read my novel, Look Into the Sun. This is also the point in the introduction where I give you yet another tease about Secret Story Project Beta X9, which remains cloaked in secrecy. Okay, enough of that. Today's column is from March of 2003. Those of you who have been following along know that I have not bothered to update the links in these columns. And in some cases, the sites I talk about have gone dark. I did take a quick check to see if two of my faves from this column are still extant, and I got mixed results. Book a Minute Science Fiction and Fantasy is still going strong and snarky, but Villain Supplycom is no longer with us, alas. I urge you, however, to click over to the Internet Wayback Machine and search on villainsupply.com to see this wonderful site in all its past glory. But do that later, okay? Now, here's... Laughs. Section 1. Funny? So these two hydrogen atoms are walking down the street, and the first one says, Oh my God, I think I lost an electron. Concerned, the second one asks, Are you sure? To which the first one replies, Yeah, I'm positive. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks so much. No, please hold your applause until the end. In my experience, the science fiction community has a pretty good sense of humor. In the last few years, we've given Hugo's to Connie Willis for her novel, To Say Nothing of the Dog, and to the creators of Galaxy Quest, a movie that pokes some gentle fun at us, for Christ's sakes. Have we looked at us in the mirror lately? There are many websites that purport to be funny, but few with content that can raise a smile. For example, I am often directed to sites that will mess around with my name. By typing Jim Kelly into the Hobbit name generator, I discover that my Tolkien name is Sancho Bulge of Hobbiton. Whereas my Smurf name, as told by the Smurf name generator, is Lydia Smurf. And the Star Wars name generator makes me out to be Jimkey Remen, with the honorific Yelvega of Melatonin. Hmm, am I having fun yet? Actually, some non-genre name generators strike me as slightly more amusing. The website Tickle tells me that my blues name is Drooping Gums Jefferson, and my Viking name is Okel the Vile. Meanwhile, when I join the WWF, I'll vault into the ring as Corporal Punishment, according to the pro wrestler name generator. Actually, the funniest sight of this genre doesn't riff on your name at all. Instead, Lee's useless superhero generator creates superheroes and villains. For example, maybe this summer we'll see the blockbuster movie The Irresistible Gorilla Fury about a crime fighter 
whose powers include extreme popularity, telescopic vision, and perfect pitch. Gorilla Fury, a.k.a. Fury Gorilla, fights evil with his Fury Spores and gets around in his Fury Submarine. But has he met his match in the mesmerizing Hate Bat, a.k.a. Bat Hate, whose powers are gravity control and elasticity and who will pull his Bat Derringer on you when you least expect it? And where does Hate Bat turn when he needs new evil gadgetry? Why, to the com home lair. Quotes, your best online source for everything evil. If you are a supervillain, mad scientist, warlord, dictator, or despot, this is the place for you. Close quotes. In the market for a new hideaway, villainsupply.com has packages for every price range from the corrugated metal budget lair with mini dome, $4,999, save 20%, to the subterranean island base with optional volcano upgrade, $999 million, $999,999 and 99 cents. In the traps and torture section, you'll find the shark trap, the maze of death, and the Cognitron 2000 N-gram destabilizer. While over in Super Weapons, check out the Runkin 8000 ground-based gauss projector, and the budget railgun home kit. Unfortunately, your enjoyment of this splendid site will be hampered by the annoying banner ads for merchants like EvilRealtor.com, HenceJobs.com, and the World Domination Fund. Section two, funnier. Maybe it's because I'm a writer, but I really, really like book a minute science fiction and fantasy. Let these rascals introduce themselves. Quotes. Let's face it, there's a lot of science fiction and fantasy out there and very little time to read it in. Well, sit back and relax because your troubles are solved. We here at Book a Minute Science Fiction and Fantasy have come up with a solution. We've taken several great speculative fiction novels and extracted the important stuff, cutting out all the filler. You'd be surprised how much filler there is sometimes. With our ultra-condensed versions of your favorite speculative fiction, you can read entire books, entire series even, in just one minute. Close quotes. And that, my friends, is the longest paragraph on the site. But perhaps you're skeptical. Here's the one-minute version of Gulliver's Travels, as condensed by Samuel Stoddard. Stage direction. Gulliver visits some places. A Lilliputian. We're small. A Brobdenagian. We're big. A horse. We can talk. Stage direction. Gulliver goes home. Gulliver. Humanity sucks. I hate people. The end. Pretty amazing, huh? And to think you might have wasted days, perhaps weeks reading, before you could discuss Jonathan Swift's masterpiece at a cocktail party or the con suite. Here's another classic you won't ever have to plow through. H.G. Wells' The Time Machine, courtesy of David J. Parker and Samuel Stoddard. 
the time traveler. I'm going to travel ten scrillion years into the future. Maybe they'll know what my name is. Weena. I'm a member of the beautiful Eloy race. We're dumb as bricks. A Morlock. Ha! We Morlocks are ugly and mean. We have taken your time machine. Stage direction. The time traveler recovers the time machine and goes home. The end. I have from time to time in the past commended William Strunk Jr.'s The Elements of Style to beginning writers. Way back in 1918, Strunk handed down 18 rules and principles which are the writer's equivalent of the Ten Commandments. For me, the most important principle is Strunk's 13th. Omit needless words. What Book a Minute Science Fiction and Fantasy teaches us is that almost all words are needless. But wait, you may be saying. Perhaps their revolutionary method works on individual novels, but can they squeeze a series into 60 seconds? Here's Isaac Asimov's Foundation Trilogy, brought to you by Messrs. Stoddard and Parker. Harry Selden. I used psychohistory and set up two foundations. Now it'll be only 1,000 years between galactic empires instead of 30,000. First foundation. La, 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 la. Things are going pretty well. The mule. Yaha! I ruined your plans! First foundation. <gasps> Stage direction. The second foundation fixes everything. The end. Section 3. Funniest. I'm sorry to have to wander off the reservation for my pick for the funniest site on the web. But is there any question that it's America's finest news source? The Onion. The Onion is a dead-on newspaper parody with a special emphasis on the USA Todayization of print journalism. Recently, The Onion has been in the allegedly real news when the most popular newspaper in China, the Beijing Evening News, foisted The Onion's send-up of Congress as a greedy baseball team as legitimate international news on 1.25 million credulous readers. Here's The Onion's headline. Congress threatens to leave D.C. unless new capital is built. According to The Onion, the two cities vying to host the congressional relocation were Memphis and Charlotte. Told that the story was not true, an editor from the Beijing Evening News said, quotes, We would first have to check that out. If it's indeed fake, I am sure there will be some form of correction. Close quote. And yet, although the staff of The Onion draws material from today's headlines, they have a penchant for the absurd that inspires them to make the fantastic literal, a sensibility that is often featured here in the pages of Asimov's. For example, consider, United States Department of Retro warns, we may be running out of past. Or how about, Stephen Hawking builds robotic exoskeleton. And then there's, X-Files fan killed for knowing too much. And what about this headline from The Onion's J. 
June 29, 1939 edition. Enormous radio tower placed atop Earth. RKO radio pictures could disrupt Earth's orbit with colossal new logo. Wasn't that a story by Michael Swanwick? Or was it Howard Waldrop? In any event, when Terry Bisson becomes Pope Emperor of the entire galaxy except Peoria, Illinois, it will fall to the onion to explain his policies. Section 4. Exit So a neutron walks into a bar and asks the bartender for a Budweiser. When it's served, the neutron asks how much it'll be. The bartender just smiles and waves his hands. For you, he says, no charge. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks very much. You've been a great audience. <sighs> That's enough of my alleged humor for now. I know what you're thinking. Jim? You have too much time on your hands. Next time, just read the damn column. And you're right. You're right. Next time, I'll be reading the damn column that got me in serious trouble with some folks in science fiction fandom. Until then, this is Jim Kelly. Thanks for sticking with Free Reads.